going now? He wakes up in the morning. I try to ruin all the John Mayer songs for my wife, or any Dave Matthews That's song. Not, I was gonna say that was not John Mayer. No, no, no. I'm saying like um, all the music she enjoys. My goal is to ruin it. Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and I'm here with. Oh, I thought you were gonna go first. No, you go ahead. I'm Jeremy. Will. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm Jeremy. I'm Will. We're done. It's good to be back. I missed you guys last Dude, episode. We noticed you weren't here too. I'm not going anywhere. You guys are like starting rumors. <laughs> you, you, you listen to it? For no, real? I don't listen I, to it. I don't. Oh, I never listen good. to the podcast. We had a bet on where you were going to go to the Cumberlands. We said the Cumberlands, the Big Apple. I would never go to the Big Apple. That's where I just came from. The, I the hate Big that Apple place. of West Virginia. The Big Apple. But is this? Oh, Mar- where's the Big Apple Maryland, of West Virginia? Though. Cumberlands is in Maryland. Um, so somebody searched for you in Cumberland yesterday. We they we were sent a picture of a map. Um, yeah. Jeremy and I, I do discussed like Cumberland, if, Maryland, if it's McDowell cool or Mingo County. What was it? Gilbert Creek. If Gilbert. that's the Big Apple of West Virginia, that's not. No, that's and then not Baker said over there and threw in Cumberland, Maryland. I believe he. I don't know. Yeah, if 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 I ever like got ran out of Milton for some reason, I'd go start a church in Cumberland, Maryland. I like I like it there. Yeah. Bye bye Milton City. I love Milton. I want to stay here, though. Yeah. Every time I go somewhere else, I just want to come back here. We were actually at small group um, last night. I'm about to spill my coffee. I had a what would you do about this. Go ahead. We were at small group, and somebody at small group asked me, like, what's what's your favorite place? I was like, what do you mean? Like, in like the whole world? And, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah. And I was like, I think where I am now. Like, I just like, like, I really had a hard time coming up with my favorite place. Like, your living room was your favorite place? No, not not specifically my living room, but like West Virginia. Oh, okay. Like I, it. No matter where I go, I'm always excited to come back to West Virginia. So, would you would you rather? So Ooh. New York City says you can come. Uh, you have to come sign a contract. As long and if you leave early, then you have to pay back. So as long as you're you have to, and you have to be there for like forty years, right? So or thirty years, whatever. Until retirement. Oh my gosh, you get paid four million dollars a a year. It's an easy job. Yeah, but that's not that much money in New York. Okay, six billion, whatever, whatever would be a lot. Okay, yeah. right, you're a millionaire. Right. Okay. You don't have to work a whole lot. Okay. Right? They really want. What's your my face. job? Like I'm a pastor. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> like they're like, all we really need you to do is teach on Sundays. Yeah. And so it's like an easy pastor. It's an job. Easy pastor job. Okay. Right. Um, What's the alternative? You stay here, but we you get thirty thousand dollars more a year. So oh, six million or thirty thousand. I'd stay here even if I didn't get a raise. Oh, rock on. Okay. Yeah. So what about you? I don't want to get to New York. It's cold there. So you know, I asked I asked everyone in our group this, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'll take the thirty thousand over the six million. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like, the money's not. No, worth nobody it. wants to go to New York. Yeah. You can't it. like you can't pay me enough to go to New York. You know who I didn't ask? Who? James. James would go to New York. You would? <laughs> yeah, he would go to New York. Baker, yeah. what about you? Six million New York, thirty thousand. You'd stay here. He's wow. just saying that because you're his boss. No, you're his boss. Uh, Actually, he's our boss. He's our boss. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, he's just saying that because bosses don't tell their subordinates what their plans are. Right, because what would we do? I mean, we'd be like panicked. Right, yeah, I know. How's how's anything going to function? He'd take the money. He'd go to the Big Apple. 
So Look I, at him. He's got a big apple face. Yeah, he's a he's, big apple face. He'd fit in up there. No, it's more no. of a pear. Listen, upside down pear. New York people are mean, and he would not fit in there. People would be like me and beat him up because he's kind. Well, okay, but he wants to go. He wants to go out west. So I didn't ask him on Colorado because he would be like, I'd be like, take thirty. Ooh, I might take the time. six million in Colorado. <laughs> but you know what? That's when you break his leg and he can't walk very good, and he has to stay here. Colorado is nice. So I would be tempted to take the six million, but my wife would talk sense into me. That's what would happen. Yeah, that's what would happen. Um. Anyways, yeah, that was, that's we talked about that group. How I'm much people we... like this? Hey, people were pretty nice in New York. Honestly, the one guy helped you steal. Yeah, sort mm. of. I mean, no, not sort of. Yeah, yes, you you stole. Is it stealing if if a person of authority gives it to me? I don't think so. I think the, the guy was just like he felt sorry for it. He's like, hey, do Someone what you stole. need to do. Well, okay, so An accessory to theft. Let me give the story. Uh, an employee walks up to me. He's like, "Sir, you having some trouble?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I can't. I can't get my debit card to work. I think I have money on my debit card, but it seems like it's not working." And he's like, "Yeah, none of our uh, debit card machines are working right now. It's cash only." And I was like, "Oh, was well, there an ATM somewhere?" He's like, "Nope." And so I'm, I'm just like, well, "What am I supposed to do?" With like, you know, lost puppy eyes. And and he looks at me and he says, "Listen, I don't know where you're from, but you're in New York now." And <laughs> And you've got to survive. <laughs> so it's like, I just got there. And, um, and I was like, okay, like in a scared voice. And he says, uh, you, listen, you see that door behind me that I came out of? And uh, I'm like, yeah. And he says, I didn't close it behind me. And he looks at me and he goes, handle your business. And I don't know what that means in New York language, but to me, I was like, I think he wants me to go through that door. So I go through the door. And on the other side is the subway system. <laughs> so I was like, thank you, Jesus. But I don't know if I stole a subway ride from the city of New York. So I just need to get that off my chest today. Um, but I made it to my hotel for free. Yeah. It's not that. I didn't thieve anything. So it's like, it's like my job. Technically, I'm not supposed to allow people to take food home because, you know, if they don't refrigerate it and they get food poisoning from it, I'm liable. No way. Seriously, 100%. Wow. But, you know, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to turn my back and walk in this bathroom. You can take what you want. That's what the subway guy did. He said, he said, is that door open? Like he was insinuating, go through the door, but it, he made it kind of feel like I just accidentally didn't shut the door behind me. Yeah. So, so you're probably on camera everywhere up in New York. Like, well, if you have you seen this man. New York's most wanted for <laughs> stealing a subway ride. <laughs> I thought it was a kind gesture from the meme. I don't. I don't think it was thieving. Well, I was. Thieving. I was, I was truly, I like that. I was truly that. panicked. But I am also a Tomlin and a Johnson, and, and we're me. known for lying and thieving. So, well, you know, so. let it. Whatever. I see. Well, whatever. Kill all it, of those kill it rabbit too, trails but, you know. to say, I'm really glad to be home. Yeah, we're glad you're home too. Yeah. Are you? I mean. We don't have an option, so yeah, sure. Yeah, why sure. not? We'll take joy. Okay. That's the emotion we feel. This is how I feel. No, I am happy you're back, and I'm happy that uh, I've, I've heard. I've, I've not. I mean, I've been to New York with you, and we won't go into all that. But I'm happy you felt some similar and similar experience. Yeah, that I did. We, we won't go into that. Yeah, that's, we both hate New is, York. This is not a. Uh, all right, come on. Yeah, that's this is sorry. not rated. We can't shut it down. Yeah, we're, we don't yeah, need to sorry. talk about New York anymore. Yeah. We're going to move on to England. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, England is that where, is that our topic today? No. Talking about the Queen or something? The Queen's funeral was today, and Jeremy was arguing with me before we started, and I also started a fight at home. The Patriots should be happy. Oh no! No, that is so. 
I asked the children earlier, He's I was like, did anybody watch the Queen's funeral? They're like, who's the Queen? And yeah. I'm like, down with the Queen, down with the King. You, already, you better stop. You're going to get us Freedom. on a list somewhere. <laughs> Wait, what yeah. are they going to do? What are they going to do? The funeral already yeah. happened? Yeah, it's Did everywhere. you watch it? Like, so, that was why I was on time today. Are you one of those people that are tuned into the royal family? Why like, do people? No, I'm not. It? I don't care. Why do people care about this? Like seriously? Like why do people care about the queen? Why, okay, so I didn't say I, I, care. I don't care I about the royal family. I didn't say I care about the queen, but I, this is like a moment in history. She's a that prominent. She's a prominent world leader that passed away and left a Christian testimony. Yeah. Like that's that's all Christianish. Yeah, we can delve into that. I mean, no, we don't need to. Okay, that. I've watched the Crown, man. God I know save the some queen, of my testimony. May she rest in peace. <laughs> Okay. What's that? I said, God save the queen. May she rest in peace. I'm just saying. You need to settle down. No, we're not talking about England either, because I don't want to fist fight Jeremy on this show. Good. This is why this is why Kenny wants a YouTube channel, by the way, so that whenever I get ready to fight you, <laughs> he can see it. I got nothing against the queen. It's the pedophile already... nephew that I'm a big fan uh, well, of. We won't, it's and her son. Not it's her nephew. son? Andrew's? That's the yeah. son? Oh, come on. She obviously didn't discipline that kid. Well, no, she's I don't even crazy. Know Andrew, what are you talking about? I, I don't know. He's Andrew. a pedophile. He's yes. the guy that rode around with Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. Gosh, I didn't know it was how close. Yeah, he's right under son. the queen's nose. He's the third one. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he actually wasn't under her nose. He was okay, on the okay, island okay. with Epstein You know, I was actually young girls. in New York recently, and where I stayed was like right next to the prison where Jeffrey Epstein Kills himself. died. <laughs> died That's a good when he fell on knives. I was just saying. <laughs> Is that how he died? No. I thought he I was just trying to bring it back to New oh, York we probably again. shouldn't talk yeah. about it. Yeah, we can't, we can't talk okay. about that. Okay, let's stop. I, I know. I was... I, it's my fault. Okay. <laughs> so, um, today's topic. We, um, we're going to talk about something. I think... I know you've covered it in preaching before in a sermon series, but we're going to talk about it a little more. And it's kind of... I don't know that it's constructive. It probably is controversial, controversial. You're being in some today, church. So. What now? I said you're being obedient with it today. You know what that is? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> is that not what is that not what we're talking about? <laughs> okay. <sighs> Sorry. That's okay. So we're going to talk about um, a passage of scripture out of First Corinthians um, chapter eleven, and it is about women's head coverings. Oh, okay. So I know we've talked. We ha- I think we have touched on this before. That's why even Jeremy on the was podcast. saying you're being obedient because your head's covered. Yeah. Why did that make you puke? You literally puked. Like why? Why? Like this is kind of gross. I, like, That's what I do when I'm frustrated instead of saying things I can't take but, back but, or but, throw in my fist. So is it the word obedient that makes you puke? Or is it the fact that, you, like, oh, I wore a head covering? Like, which one is it? Why would I be upset that I wore a head covering? I don't know. because One, it's not a head covering. It's a headband. Well, that's Let's some look. of I've looked people on. Some of your see. head is covered right now. I'm wearing a head covering right now. You are. And you should be shamed. <laughs> All right. Let's read the passage. First Corinthians chapter First Corinthians chapter 11. 11. Can I share your phone? <laughs> Don't let him share your phone. I'll let you go ahead and read it if you would like. You want me to read it? Okay. Sure, yeah. You've got it up. Now I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions even as I delivered them to you. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband. And the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head but every wife who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head since it is the same as if her head were shaven 
For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. But since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut off her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head. For man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. But woman is the glory of man. For man was not made from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. That is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. For as woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman, and all things are from God. Say what? It's a confusing passage. Yeah, so women should wear head coverings. Boom. That's it, right? That settles it. Okay, well, what's the next topic? <sighs> but we're knocking these out of the park today. We're just going to keep rolling right through the list. <laughs> so do should women wear head coverings? So this is the controversial part. Um, yeah. You know, this this passage of Scripture talks about women wearing head coverings. And it's not something that we necessarily observe. Uh, not even necessarily. We don't observe this in church. So why is it that women should not obey the Scriptures that are in 1 Corinthians? Mm-hmm. Like that word, obey? Yeah. What? I didn't... Well, why are you doing that to me? You know what that word does. You knew that you saying that would make my blood pressure go up. So why is it that women shouldn't wear head coverings now? What's, yeah, Will. What's so different? Yeah, what's so different, Will? Well, there's a there's a few things that are different. Oh, but I think I think what's important is a few things that are the same too. So you have to look at. Ooh, um, Ooh that was nice. I like that. Okay, so what are the things? What do you want to go first? Things are different or the same? Let's go with things that are different. Ooh, first okay. of all, category one. Different. Category one. Things that are different now than they were then. Um, so the main thing that's different now is a head covering being a sign of submission in culture. Um, so. For a woman to have her head uncovered was a sign of opposition or a sign of, of a lack of submission um, in the culture, in the time period that this was written in. And so it would have been perceived by the culture that the women of Corinth lived in. It would have been perceived very clearly as an act of rebellion for them to not cover their heads. So wait a minute. Let me get this straight, Will. Okay, Jeremy. <laughs> so... So you're saying this is just culture. Well, what about homosexuality? That's just culture. No, listen, we're not going to do that. No, no, this is the argument people give. I'm not trying to be This is an argument that that I've received a lot with this. So, okay. What about women preachers? Right. Just culture. Yeah, why can't we just say it's just culture and everything else? Um, And the reason is, is because of what's the same. Okay, what is the same? What's what's consistent now with what was consistent and, and what the principles are then is that women should submit to their husbands. That is still in place that is still a command that's that's valid in scripture and so these women are being called to submit just as women today are called to submit the difference is um and the cultural setting of what is seen as a lack of submission and so um so the reason i would say that a woman doesn't have to cover her head is because a husband is not shamed and offended by his wife not covering her head today. So what, what's a sign? As it would of, have been in that time. So would you say like a wedding ring is a good example of? Yeah, it would be a, it would be a, a more close comparison that if if a if a woman uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> where's your wedding ring? Yeah, Heather? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know where your wedding ring is somewhere. Actually, in my this house. might be a valid. I have another uh, one. Rebuke for you. I have another one. Um, now again, so it's really interesting because. 
this might cause this might ruffle, ruffle some feathers. But what about what about like the in our culture, um, taking your husband's name? Would you? Would you? Oh, like not like. Yeah, I think I would want to know the motivations for it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if because because both hu- husband and wife wear rings, though. It's true. Right. Where where it's I mean it's a, it's a it's a promise covenant sign of covenant promise to each other. Yeah. If if I won't take um or not me because I'm a man. If a woman won't take a man's name simply because she refuses to submit to the man, yeah. Then I think that's exactly what Paul's talking about. So Paul's, I told Paul's Julie, telling women you should be submissive to your husband. I told Julie not to legally change her name. I said we'll just tell people that your name is Julie Berry. Don't legally change it because it's you got to go through the government and stuff. No, I ended up getting messages. She also had a, like her nursing license. It affects so much stuff. And then she did the paperwork wrong. And her name is still not it's still different. It's so funny. Her name technically is. What well, doesn't matter? Anyways, um, she, her, mean, her, her big know. thing was I want to have the same last name as my kids, right? Which I still rub in her face. Well, you still don't because you messed up your paperwork. Oh man. Um. So, but yeah, she has a hyphenated name. So it's Julie. She she's supposed to. It was supposed to be Julie Lynn Jordan Barry, but instead it's Julie Lynn Jordan Barry. And we found this out one year during taxes. Uh, it caused some issues. So yeah, it was fun. Um, but but like that was a. Uh, but like still today, like no one knows that unless I. So make you fun think of her that it. if a woman doesn't want to change her last name and she doesn't have a valid reason that that's not submitting to her husband? No, I didn't say it's not submitting. I would say I would counsel her to reevaluate if the reason that she doesn't want to change it is because she refuses to submit. So I think a woman can be submissive and not take. The last name. Sure. That's why you um, said you want to know the motivations. Yeah, especially especially if, if you've used your last name very prominently or something, you want yeah. to keep that. Um, I mean, I think there can be a lot of reasons. There's, yeah, there's a lot of times. Um, yeah, I think the motive of your heart is important, and it, which is what I'm getting at with the head coverings thing is like – Paul's Paul's giving a very practical thing. I mean, you could insert changing your last name in our culture. You could insert a lot of different things in other cultures. The point of it is, is your heart as a wife one of submission to your husband? Um, that's the point of this. And evidently, I mean, most scholars would agree that um, the church at Corinth was having a lot of issues with this particular uh, doctrinal point was that women were not seeing their need to submit to their husbands or refusing to or outright rebelling against that um whether that be a cultural influence or just you know refusing to adhere to that so um, so going back to the the argument when people go what about like you're you're using the cultural argument which some people do with homosexuality mm-hmm. so you would say the reason why is first off paul preaches that in multiple different places that's true right right I, is there other passage dealing with head coverings other than this passage no I don't think so. Yeah, not that I know. I think of. I think he re- exclusively deals with this with Corinth, and hey, I think Jamie, can you go ahead and pull up whether or not we, there's other passages in with this? Go ahead. Yeah, that's what Joe Rogan would do. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, check that out. But I, I I don't think there is, and and the issue is, um, you do see gender being defined and roles in marriage being defined very clearly in letters written to all kinds of other churches in the first century, and so it's not cultural to Corinth. It's not cultural to Ephesus when we read um, Ephesians 5. It's not cultural to um, the diaspora when Peter writes to them. It's, it, it's, it's, just, it's just clear that the roles of men and women and traditional marriage and gender roles were, were congruent among, among the church in the yeah. first century, yeah. regardless of culture. And so how that played itself out in different cities was cultural. Now, we talked about this before when it came to certain cultures back then. I mean, there was a lot of... Um, uh, female goddesses that were worshipped, it would have been probably more easier, more prevalent. It, meaning, it was it wouldn't have been a cultural thing uh, as far yeah. as um, the same thing with um, 
homosexuality, right, which was also prevalent mm-hmm. uh, back. That's prevalent today. So I, I've never really understood like why people would raise up. Because uh, to me, this seems much more where it's written sim- to the Corinthian church specifically, and you don't see it written anywhere else. Of course, it seems like it'd be a much more Corinthian thing that's put, that's teaching a bigger principle. Yeah, and and that's what I think when you when you apply hermeneutics like the, the the art of biblical interpretation when you interpret scripture you have to begin with the original author the original audience contextually to see what was being said all right so um, Paul was writing to a group of people a church in Corinth um, the first thing we have to ask is what did it mean for them what what was the purpose of it for them okay the purpose was was not legalistic dress code the purpose was the principle, which was a biblical submission, and not just women submitting, but men submitting in the right order as well, um, submitting to Christ and Christ submitting to the Father. Um, all those things are mentioned in the passage, and so everything being in order and having its rightful place, that's the that's the purpose. Now, the application was a little bit different for the Corinthians in practicality than it is for us today, but we can thereby pull out the same application and principle, which was that that there should be a place of submission in every Christian's life, and um, even the way that we dress matters. It communicates something, and so men should look like men. Women should look like women. Um, okay, so yeah, I want, I want, I want, that's what I want. I think that's a really interesting point, right? Men should look like men. Women should look like women. Something that's you know could be applied to our culture today, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good. Yeah. But but what about the thing back then with hair? Um, what, what? Why is it disgraceful for women to to cut her hair? Because those, I would I would argue that those who would say that women should still wear head coverings. By the way, which I, the reason I mention yours is because a lot of people that that hold fast to this would count what you have as as a head covering, which is really interesting because it's pretty. And I would fought them. You would find no, <laughs> they're very fashionable. I'm, I'm, no, uh, they would consider a lot of things like a headband, yeah. a turban, a handkerchief, uh, handkerchief, like a, like a small yeah. triangular handkerchief. Yeah. So. Um, Which was not what the Corinthians were wearing. The Corinthian women would have probably been wearing shawls that don't, not only covered their heads but came down over the sides faces, of their face. Yeah. yeah, probably really all in, all encompassing. So, so uh, go ahead. Uh, so, going back a little bit, like you said that you know this this letter was specifically to the Corinth people. It applied to them and their culture. Like, what's the argument that that could that that is the same thing that about women preaching homosexuality? Well, that's what we were saying. Is that the First off, it's written into multiple different churches. These typical these those issues. In fact, dealing with with women teaching, uh, he says just like I've taught all the churches, and then he goes on to explain. So he even says like I've taught all the churches this. Um, and when it comes to homosexuality, that is something that's touched in not just Corinth, but and uh, in, in in each letter that he's writing. But also, it's it's forbidden in the Old Testament. Um, in the law of God, and so I would I would say that the and, pr- a, and a correct model is given in creation also yes. before sin enters the world. You see marriage modeled correctly but, in Adam and Eve. But the principle that he's talking about is is still an extension and points back to the law of God. The head covering itself doesn't, but the principle behind it does. Uh, so the principle where it is, whether it's um, what. Uh, what genders are supposed to represent, and uh, in the gospel, to um, uh, what marriage and sexuality is supposed to look like, all is a, a reflection of from the law of God. So let's go back to the hair thing. So um, did that passage that passage of scripture didn't talk about men and hair, did it? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So let's yeah, talk about that. It. Like, is that something um, that could be followed out? I mean, obviously yeah. it talks about yeah, women not says, cutting their hair. A, but well, it says a woman is is disgraced if she would shave her head. Shave her head, yeah. Right. Um, so what does it say about men's hair? Um, I don't know. I, I know. I, I, let me look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was... <laughs> Sorry, that's me. Men all not to cover his head. Um, that's all. I think that's all it says. Maybe it doesn't right? explicitly talk about men's hair. Gotcha. Yeah. It says it says a a woman if she is not going to cover her head, then she might as well cut off her hair or shave her head. Does it? Does nature itself teach you that if a man wears long hair, it is a disgrace for him? Oh, there we go. All right. So yeah, should this is a really interesting text for so many stinking reasons. <laughs> um, all right. So. What does that mean? Should men have short hair? Women have long hair? Is it wrong for women to cut their hair short? This is like, to me, I find this so fascinating. I mean, there's a lot of, and I, I mean, you have a Nazarite vow in the old Testament where men aren't allowed to cut their hair. So you, it's hard to say biblically always that it's wrong. Yeah. I don't think you can. Yeah. Um, Again, I think the principle is that men should look like men and, women should look like women and that inherently is always going to be at least somewhat defined by the culture you're in yeah um so like you know jesus dressing in like a tunic that's not pants you know would be be kind of seen as like a dress a dress here yes in in today's time but but i wouldn't say like you're dressing like jesus if you start if you're a man you start wearing a dress because in our culture it's going to look like you're cross-dressing but but a a man's tunic was very different than a woman's dress right but but no but i'm making your point which is back then they could distinguish just like a man's hair even though it may have been longer didn't look like a woman's long hair right because long hair was considered like a sexual organ on women yeah which is really interesting that is interesting. It is. It, it, it was part, part of sexuality. But I think you can have longer hair as a man and still look masculine. All right. Still okay, that, look like That a man. question was submitted by Phil. So he was really curious. <laughs> can I have my long hair? Yeah. My beautiful long hair. So we know. He does have beautiful um, long hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's, I mean it's, it's a good question because in this text, it would be very difficult for you to say, one, that head coverage is cultural, but the hair part isn't. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if you say no, none of it's cultural, then then yeah, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, first off, are you telling me that Jesus had really short hair? And I would define. I bet you they would define short and long very differently so than I, we do. I yeah. think Jesus had a buzz cut. When I imagine Jesus, I, I, I imagine him having having longer hair, but not like not like Jesus' senior picture hair. I don't know why. Wait, wait, why? Not I, I imagine like curly hair that's like to his shoulders. Yeah, like yeah, not, we would call that like, long though. Right, we would yeah. call it long, but yeah, not like down his back type. Right, long. I don't know why. I just always thought that maybe that's what nature itself tells you. So is this something? Not Jesus's hair is um, the women's head covering. Is this an issue that churches deal with today? Yes. I mean, yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. And, and I look. So let me let me be sympathetic to the issue. They're trying to be obedient to scripture. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but I think, I think where it becomes really difficult is when someone becomes convinced by scripture, which is a good thing. They're reading scripture and they see this and they think, uh, I should obey this. If I'm a woman or if I'm a husband, I should ask my wife to cover her head and then I'm going to impose it on all other Christian women. Um, then it, then it becomes real dicey, right? Especially in the local church. Like, well, cause it's, again, we see this once and it's not, and it's, I think a, um, where, where again? I don't think I would want to impose something I see once in scripture and impo- and say, okay, 
I, I, I'm so strong. This is not a cultural thing. I'm going to pose it on everybody. I mean, here's an interesting question. And again, we this isn't prepared. You don't know what I'm about to ask you, but so I'm curious if you have. Any. I didn't even know we were talking about head covering. So I was, <laughs> I'm really like so, caught off guard. Did, so. Is there anywhere else in Scripture where we can say that's a cultural thing? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm super curious because I have. I'm sure there is. I that that that's the like if I'm trying to be the devil's advocate. Yeah. The devil needs no advocate, Jeremy. Thank you, Heather. Jeez, Will uh, he has Sorry. one job. I was here. trying to think through other like cultural <laughs> examples. I know, I know. It's it's it's. Uh, I, I, I'm try, so yeah. Let's try to. Th- I'm trying to think of. I mean, we'll gird up your loins. The whole. I mean, like what they were wearing was obviously uh, cultural. Like with that, with that, you know. Point uh, up, I'm gonna have you I, to hold that because yeah. we're we're gonna have some conversations in the next few weeks about um, some loins. No, about loins. I no. think I got one. Oh, good. Okay. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. When the when the Jews, I just, it's just a quick example. When the Jews asked the new newly believing Gentiles to abstain from eating blood, uh-huh. I think I think that's a that's a good example of a cultural. Yeah. And guess wall. what? Guess what deals with? Guess where that's dealt with? Where? Um, let's see. We have <laughs> it's in First Corinthians, Corinthians ten. Yeah. And then right after it, and I believe yeah. thirteen. Yeah. And eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not don't eat anything with blood. Don't eat anything that was strangled. But the principle of it was what i mean there, there is this i mean the principle of what paul says which is hey if that don't eat that if it makes it causes the brother to right, stumble right like there's a larger principle there to love your brother as yourself which yeah. again is from the law it, and i and i'll admit it can be really difficult to distinguish okay what do we just say that is a cultural thing and we need not adhere to that or else we would become legalists yeah or there's a principle here that we need to obey you know, forever. And so, what about the scripture in First Timothy chapter two? I also want women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or oh. expensive clothes, or with but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess mm-hmm. to worship God. Okay, so this is okay. I'm is that going a cultural back. thing or so, uh, with the braids? I think it goes back to the, the the hair being a sexual organ for for mm-hmm. the for Jewish culture, and I, I'll say for I even think for American culture, honestly. Um, I think well, and that was part of the reason they covered it up in public was because it was it was sexualized, right? Uh, and so if if it if it were, were more sexualized in our culture, then okay. But I say I think it is though. I, okay, so when men want to look like women, what's one of the first things they do? Grow their hair out. They grow their hair out, right? Because that's yeah. it's, even today that's how we distinguish between. And when women want to look like men, they shave their head. Mm-hmm. Like it's still something that exists today. So I think I think hair by its nature. Um, is is very can be very sexual. Uh, I mean, like it's a very obvious place to look too. I mean, it's, it's, it's right a, on the face, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right on the old noggin. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which, if you're a nice man, that's probably the first place you're looking. So then that you know that yeah. gives you know that. So back to the question I asked yeah. you, the the passage of scripture in Second Timothy. You think that's because they sexualize hair? I think hair is naturally a very sexual thing. Yes, and I think that's that. Why. And I think that well, I think the the principle there and the point of that is is him instructing women to not be showy in the way that they dress. Yes. Um, well, didn't didn't prostitutes wear their hair in that capacity or something mm-hmm. of that nature? Yeah. So I think it was like a it was like a it was like a sign of prostitution. Yeah. If you're going to dress modestly, you you need to not be showy with your jewelry and not not dress in a way that is sexually enticing. Um, yeah. Which again might not those those specific examples he gives might not apply to the culture you live in, whether you live in West Virginia or New York or but the, the Middle East there. or right, yeah, the principles there, yeah, and and yeah, two hundred years from now, culture is going to be vastly different. 
Yeah. The principles still will be there. The principles will be there, but but the but Gosh, the commands that, that rise out point. of the principle um, are going to are going to change a little bit, but the principles remain. All right. Yeah. Y'all have anything else to say about women's head coverings? What, uh, what about you? I want to know what you think. What do you think? Do you think you need to cover your head? Is that why you always wear the head coverings? No, I just am lazy and don't like to. I was watching the Queen's funeral today, and I didn't get to take a shower. So I flopped my, he- my hair up on top of my head and put this headband in place to hold it all together because this is hot mess up here. So, so in, in, all, in all seriousness, like, from, like, when you hear, like, the old, like, when you hear that the old Jewish culture or even ancient culture saw hair as, like, a sexualized thing, like, are, do you find that silly? I'm just out of curiosity. Because as a man, I don't. I don't think it's crazy. No, I don't find it silly. I mean, that's their culture. I mean, if we started, like, crazy sexualizing hair in America, like, I would think that's crazy. You know what I mean? Right, but, like, when a spouse, like, when a wife is, like, if you're going to go on a date with your husband, right? Yeah. Like, you do your hair, right? It depends. Okay. If I've had enough time, if (laughs) I feel like it. Depends if there's a funeral of a global leader that day. (laughs) A leader is, she wasn't a leader, but okay. A figurehead. No, I, I, so I get that this, you know, I get everything that you all said. I, I think that there's other things where it could be blurry, um, especially with other topics. Um, whether you take them literal or if they should be in cultural context. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think the other, I think some of the other things, like, I don't know what the principle of the homosexuality, to the, the rebuttal would be like, what's the principle there? Um, I don't, I don't know because it's, it's literally quoting old Testament law. Um, same thing goes for, uh, um, well, whatever. Uh, well, and then there's like that, you know, the argument, like, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily live by the rules and the laws in the Old Testament. But they haven't been pa- – they're, they're what does Scripture say? That, or Jesus says, right, that the law will not pass away. Right. So yeah. it still applies. Um, and so this is where you get, okay, the, the moral law. And I realize, like, the moral law we hold to, um, we see, uh, you know, we're not we're not a Christian country. I, sorry, I'm going to get my – I thought your friend was it's dead. Du- it's the duck. I, it only has one per- It has 1%. Now it's going to die because yeah. you just looked at it. So, anyways, so, uh, but like we see the heart of God in in the law. So I would argue the homosexuality thing is part of the moral law, not civil or ceremonial. Um, so that that's why I would also extend it to be. I, I think Paul actually makes that argument as well. That's against the, like a divine order. Okay, before we leave this, there's something else that's in these passages that's really strange. Okay, the angels. What's going on with the angels? In First Corinthians? Yeah, in 11 with the head coverings. Why is Paul talking about angels? See what I'm talking about? <laughs> Verse 10. That is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what are you talking about, Paul? Um, hey, so okay, can man, I, I preach this? But I can't dude, remember how I tackled that verse. You I, know, I know it means it means literally messengers. You know um, what J. Rob takes this? How's he taking it? This is really he. He wouldn't be offended me sharing this. So he says that. So he takes us back to the Nephilim when he. Who's J. Rob? Josh Rob. Josh Robinson. Um, this is really interesting. Everything. Don't break your everything phone. goes back to the Nephilim for yeah, Josh. Yeah, I know it does. That's <laughs> like his favorite topic. So this is what he would say. I'm kidding, Josh. You won't hear this, but if you did, I'm just kidding. So if yeah. if if he says that he knows he loves the Nephilim. It's true. Um, that if. The, the because demons came down and had little demon babies with women, yeah. Um, that you have to have a head covering 
um, he connects it back to that. I'm trying to remember exactly how he does it, but it's to. So I look at okay. So he he would say it's enticing almost demons too, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Josh, if I'm if that's not right. Why are we talking about me. this? Because it's in here. And figure out it's why. Yeah, figure out so why he mentions the angels. Why are we angels. talking about Josh Robinson? Because he has a theory that was pretty interesting. Man, it's been years since I preached through First Corinthians. I remember studying this way in depth when I was preaching it, and I think I took. If you're really curious, you could go to the the First Corinthians series on our app and go listen to this sermon to see what I said. But um, <laughs> I think I took the interpretive route of messengers, uh, angels, literally meaning messengers, and, and saying it has something to do with like people from other parts of the world that were coming in, and, and making sure that they honored uh, culture the right way as people came and saw them. Jeremy, why don't you God. study on that, and next week, whenever well, we come back, you let us know well, those, what let your findings you, let are. Let me tell you my theory. Let me tell you my theory. It's, sim- it's simple. It's simple. It's this. That the um, that the reason why he's dealing with submission, authority, and then he brings in this thing about the angels is because... And there's... Titus, I believe it's Titus, actually deals a little bit more with this. Um, not with head coverings, but angels who left their place of authority, mm-hmm. um, who refused to enter into a place of submission with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was this act of rebellion. And so I think, I think, jo- I think this, I would agree with Josh there, but I think it has to do with that. That's why it's just the angels being a... It's just giving an example of rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, of leaving I your place, of, uh, of leaving of a, leaving of a place, rebelling against authority. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, it's You're, in the text. It's in the text with are head coverings. Done? It mentions them. We might as well talk about it. You know, you know that has oh, nothing to do with what I said. I don't know How why you're upset. Right now. You know, I don't. I, do I don't know. Why. I still you, don't know why. I know why, but I you're don't know a liar. Why. You're a liar, just like he's a liar, because he knew what today's topic was. Because you sent out. A, oh, he didn't look at it. You sent nah, out a list. I don't look list. at anything. I'm not a liar. I just don't look at what he sends us. And he doesn't. He doesn't pay attention. I actually prefer it that way. I don't mm. want him to look at it. Okay, so do we want to let our listeners know what our next topic is going to be on? That no, because then I've known. Um, yeah, let, let, yeah. He'll oh, then you'll know. You want to step okay. out of the room? That's fine. Oh no, no. Want. What are we? Yeah, go ahead and tell him. I'll forget. Uh, so our next uh, next week's episode is going to be on does the Bible make false claims? So if you have any questions about false that, false claims, or false if you have claims. any examples, of course it doesn't. Um, please stop. I'm talking. Oh. Okay. Um, if you have any examples or you have any questions, please submit them through our app. And um, I'm going to go ahead and shut this down and say thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.